0: Alright, this is Uncluttered and Uncut. I am Jackie. And I'm Stormy. And I just want to tell you guys who listen, hey, we're making it. We're doing it. You know, we're buying the equipment. Thank you guys for supporting us. Exactly, and, and thanks
1: listen. for the patience, too. Sorry, Stormy? Hmm?
0: Oh, I just said we have people uh, sharing our stuff, man
1: yeah there's been a lot of sharing uh, really appreciate any any help and also like to thank for you know to say thank you for any kind of patience as well because uh, life kind of hit us hard out of the blue which is not particularly good when we're trying to start up but hey I mean eventually we bounce back right
0: yeah that's true um, I hope you guys didn't miss us because uh, this month we're going to put some stuff out and you know Hopefully you like it, of course. Anyways, uh... Hey, Stormy, I have a question for you. What's up? If you don't mind me asking, uh... So... I just want to ask... I want to know what you think. What what do you do with an overly sensitive person who gets offended by anything? You know, you can breathe wrong and they start crying about it.
1: Well, the issue with that... Well, because see, there is a level of offense that I think that we should also, you know, using common sense, we can kind of tell what's actually crossing a line and what's not, or when someone's being overly offensive. So if you're dealing with someone that you can easily tell, and you can easily tell if they're overly offended, honestly, either just try to uh, just straight up tell them, hey, Look, you're being way too offended by all this, and I am not going to be used as a uh, villain punching bag for you. So either knock it off, or we should just stop talking. Because clearly this isn't going to work out. And that's how yeah. I
0: put it. Yeah. But, you know, like, uh, I was actually talking to this guy the other day. He's an older man, old man, actually. I assume maybe he's in his 60s. I don't know. Maybe he's in his 50s. I don't know. He was a really cool dude, though. He told me he got fired from his job recently. I don't know if I told you the story, but he was actually talking about making jokes about alcohol. And no joke, man. He was like, oh, man, I, I binge drink all weekend. I drink like so many beers and. I took so many shots I feel like an alcoholic and whenever he said that a guy pulled him to the side and said hey I didn't like that joke because uh, Jimmy over here is I don't know if that was his name or not Jimmy over here is uh, uh, just got out of rehab and that's offensive and then he got fired for it that's what he told me What do you think about that? So
1: the guy that pulled you over saying, hey, that was a little offensive, maybe dial it back or something like that, or like try not to say it like that because he's just getting out of rehab and trying to turn around. He probably doesn't need reminders of that temptation, whatever, however he would put it. He got got fired for that?
0: He got fired because uh, it seemed like he was, they kind of turned it around on him from what he said. And he, uh, it made it sound like he was making fun of the guy getting out of rehab, which isn't true. What it is, is, uh, the guy just was like, hey, uh, uh, yeah, I was just making fun of myself because I drank so hardcore over the weekend. I'm not Uh, making fun of alcoholics. You know, I feel like that's messed up because I think a logical person would say oh, wow, you did rehab and you're clean. You're a stronger person than me because I don't know if I could do that. You know, like, Right, hats or even off show some respect. To you know? the people that can get over habits like that because right. it's very difficult. Very you know, difficult.
1: especially when you get physically addicted to alcohol. That's when it becomes an extra challenge. I mean, the mental addiction can be bad enough in anything, but when you're indulging in a substance that, Provides like a physical addiction to it, that's going to make it 10, 20, 50, 100 times harder to try to quit because your body is now demanding it, not just your mind. So that's why like people who get addicted to like heroin in certain cases, like the really strong substances, they actually can't just cold turkey it. Like say if they go to a rehab center and they just strap them to a table and let them sweat it out. That's not a good idea because they're so physically addicted to it. That their bodies can actually shut down and they can die if they try to cold turkey it. That's why they have to wean them off of it by slowly giving them less and less of the dosages. So, it, it, like, it, yeah. it's a hard thing to do. And I'm not saying, like, I mean, sure, there's like a physical addiction coming with alcohol and cigarettes. I don't know, maybe in certain cases, you have to be careful with alcohol. I think as far as cigarettes go, There is a physical and mental addiction to that but that is something you technically can go cold turkey at least you know safe wise but other than that I mean it's still a hard thing to quit it's something I haven't even quit yet so
0: this is a good example or a good point Um, you know uh, the people listening Matt is losing weight Stormy Matt's losing weight I'm also losing weight but I think Stormy's been really achieving this goal lately um thanks i mean to be
1: fair i I do have a lot more weight to lose than you do so i'm probably i'm gonna have like a huge decrease keeping up with what i'm doing but eventually it's gonna start stagnating like you're kind of close relatively where you need to be so i think you have a bit of an advantage there but that's why I'm only dropping so much so fast. And I, I, it's going to slow down here pretty soon, I know. it, But that doesn't mean I'm going to quit it.
0: <clears throat> yeah, yeah. You know, more power to you. Anybody that can uh, say, hey, I want to change, there's more power to you. But I was going to bring up, how would you feel if, well, I don't know, if you had this uh, person in your life that came up to you and said, hey, uh, what? why are you losing weight? Why? And they're kind of like making you feel bad about it, like shaming you about it. How would you feel about that?
1: Funny enough, that is not as hypothetical as you may seem or not entirely anti-realistic. There has been a huge, like just to further the point here, and I'll try to answer that question here in a little bit, because I actually did forget, I forgot to answer your previous question about the guy who got fired for that, because I didn't fully understand the context until after, but...
0: You answered that pretty well.
1: Well yeah, but talking more about like the addiction part of it. But as far as like the guy getting fired for the joke, um I mean like if I would say like course respect that they've been out of rehab, maybe the guy could say, Sorry, my bad, I didn't know that. You know, and then just maybe back off from it also explained too like I was mostly making a joke about myself. I wasn't trying to put anyone else down. Like, let me just clear that up. But, I mean, especially going as far as to be fired for that—that that is still far from what I think harassment really is. So, I think having him fired for it was kind of overkill. I only really think the—it's it, it, that seems like an isolated incident that should have been hashed out between the two. There are some instances where you have to get the managers involved because there's just no resolution to it. That could have had maybe, a very easy resolution to it.
0: Maybe you know, maybe uh. uh maybe he got fired because he told me he was working in an office i don't know what he was doing i i don't maybe it was computer work i have maybe he was answering calls i have no idea but it wasn't an office i know if you're working in an office it's kind of like things are more off limits you know you gotta be more of a a good boy you know you uh, gotta be yeah. a good boy to work in an office so he was probably what, like stealing office supplies or something do what
1: oh sorry it's like was he stealing office supplies or something was he doing something that
0: no he just made a joke man just made a joke
1: well if that was it then i think that was overkill then in my opinion maybe
0: uh well maybe like would that be okay if you made a joke like that at school if you're teaching high school kids or something
1: Well, maybe in the case of high school kids. Probably also depends on delivery of the joke. If it's subtle enough, then maybe you can get away with that. I mean, I I still feel like people would probably get in trouble for stupid crap like that, but I would think in like a high school setting, that kind of joke might be okay for high schoolers. Uh, The further down in the grades you go, though, the more iffy that kind of joke's gonna be and pretty soon when you get to the early grades it's just gonna be you know, I'm, I'm just gonna be they're, they're not even gonna understand or even care so, you know
0: <laughs> yeah, saying that from a bunch of first graders
1: first grade kindergartners <laughs> preschoolers hey kids, you wanna know how much I drink in an afternoon? oh boy, let me tell you
0: <laughs> one of those kids are gonna be like that's what my daddy does. That hurts my feelings. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Why? Wow. He's just drinking the good stuff to chill. I was like, well, um, well he doesn't really chill, Mr. Kabobich, <laughs> because, uh, well, he starts throwing fisty hands, and it hurts me and my mom, and I'm like.
0: And then he's like, oh shit, what have I done? What have I gotten into? <laughs> Hey, for the record, though, uh, this guy didn't work in a school at all. He just said an office, all right? That's all I know. Mm. But uh, maybe uh, just just advice for everybody, you know? I think we're moving into a different type of world. It's kind of scary because you're walking on glass. Some people might get brutally offended, and some people take action. You know, don't say the word, hey, Stormy, don't say it. Don't say what kind of action, because I don't want that to be on the podcast. But, because, you know, people get offended, you know. We're walking on glass nowadays, baby. Walking on glass. I just want to just say this real fast, Stormy. (laughs) Yeah. I just want to say this is... I don't know. I just feel like we need to come to a time where people cover their skin with clothing and eyes like you can't see nothing so you can't judge a person by the way they look their skin color uh i guess the size of their body but you know i don't really think people should do that anyways um skinny chubby fat whatever we're getting getting to the point to where you can't say nothing to nobody Mm-hmm. And if you, disagree, if you don't have the same opinion as um, Jimmy over here, Jimmy's going to go cry to his mama, you know? He's going to go cry to a boss. He's going to go cry to somebody. And well, he's going to be spiteful. This, just watch out.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's getting to be a little bit even worse than that. I've heard reports of this one kid in school that was playing the pronoun game, trying to get, like, her own pronouns. And there was like someone that I don't know if accidentally did it or was just not interested in playing along with it. And she's saying, no, you have to respect me and my pronouns. And then this other kid was like, I mean, he really doesn't. I mean, uh, the First Amendment kind of guarantees that. So, you know, you're just kind of wrong on that. And I forget on which boy she tried to press charges on it, but she went back to her parents and the parents are trying to press hara- uh, like sexual harassment charges on the little kid. It was like one of the two
0: or both of them. How old was the kid?
1: Hell, this must have been... It was pretty young. I think somewhere between kindergarten and fifth grade, if I had to guess.
0: Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. I do not want to send my son to school. I I, I really don't <laughs> because uh I don't know. I don't want to deal with that. You know, whenever I was a kid, oh, yeah. and I'm just I'm not. I'm putting this on the record that I'm not homophobic, okay? But oh, yeah, neither of us. We not. used to call things gay. You know, like like uh, maybe Stormy Matt was shooting a basketball and i was like wow stormy you look gay how you shoot you know i don't say that anymore because i'm an adult and uh that's not in my vocabulary anymore well even if it was i think that would hurt a lot of people's feelings if i called gay but things have changed that's my point like since i was in school it was cool to offend people and be mouthy and now it's like oh man you hurt my feelings i hope they're I should, maybe I shouldn't say that. Let's hear what you guys say, Stormy. What what you guys <laughs> say about this?
1: Well, I, I would have to say, too, like, in terms of my use of the word gay in my vocabulary, the only context I ever seem to use it is either to describe in a situation involving something homosexual, like, actually homosexual, like, some maybe to refer to the LGBT, like, um... Uh, You know, like, say, like, the gay pride flag or something like that. I would use it like that. And otherwise, I would just use it in a joking context. Like, kind of how Jackie over there used to use it, but just in a joke in a sense to where, like, I'm not even seriously trying to call a gay or something like that. I'm just part of, like, a joke, you know, as, like, a tease. Uh
0: Uh-oh, we got a little intruder there, it sounds like. (laughs) Yes, my son said they wanted to help out with this.
1: Oh, what does yep. uh, your son have to say about the gay community?
0: He said he doesn't care.
1: But he well wants said. everybody to
0: stop dreaming <laughs> about it and talk, trying to promote it.
1: <laughs> I mean, the th- the way That's I would a- see it, like, <clears throat> I think the movement of the LGB but then turn like LGB and then well, even the expansion of the letters is driving me nuts can we just keep it to like four letters with the plus sign with the plus being the umbrella term for all the others that way like either LGBT plus or just LGB plus like it rolls off the tongue so much easier it's easier to remember and the plus covers everything else I'm just talking about just trying to make it simple for everybody to remember both in and outside the community that being said I think the community started as a good thing <clears throat> because in the United States, I believe it to be a country that needs to be centered around freedom and equality for where rights uh, like the equal rights and opportunities that are presented to everybody should be presented to everybody, regardless of religion, creed, race, or sexuality. And that's why like, I think I even agreed with like Glenn Beck, the way he put it. Is that the government shouldn't be involved in someone's personal marriage. Homosexual or not. So I I agree with that. I mean, um, why does Uncle Sam even have that kind of power? Which is actually kind of brings me to the point of what's going on with these justices. Because everybody's freaking out. Because there was a leak that the justices may vote to overturn Roe v. Wade. And there's a misconception that if they do that, it makes it illegal across the board in all the United States to have an abortion anywhere. That is actually not the case.
0: Go ahead. You said it would make it illegal?
1: Yes. Well, no, that is a misconception. See, the truth is, if Roe v. Wade is overturned, all that does is make it to where, while it's not the federal government's decision anymore, it's just a decision of individual states. And I guarantee states like New York, California, probably New Jersey, crap like that, they're all going to have that probably approved with little to no restrictions. And then at that point, it's just going to come to where you live. <clears throat> and it's just leaving it up to the states. In a way, that I feel like that could kind of help both sides on this. Because if it's left up specifically to the federal government to make it legal across all 50 states, that means they also have the power to make it illegal across all 50 states. So if you leave it up to individual states to decide, then at least you'll still have that opportunity that in certain states you can still go to to have abortion rights versus other ones. If it's left up to the state. I just feel like that Do at you least provides
0: think a way legal
1: Do I think it should be illegal? Yeah. The way I would put that is a bit of a yes or no on me. Because I'm a little in between on it. Because the way it seems to be to me, like the Republicans seem to sit on it, like completely illegal. Like nothing, nothing ever about it. While the Democrats sit on like completely legal, no restrictions, exceptions. uh, All the way up to like, if the baby's still in the belly it can still be aborted Is their position. I disagree with that. I'm somewhere in the middle. I think it should be legal, but it only should be available to certain people under certain circumstances. So, example. I believe it should be an option presented to rape victims. I think it should be presented as an option to incest victims. And I think it should be presented as an option if at least if there's probably a way to prove it, because, uh, and I'll get to why it should be proven here in a minute. If someone went through all the stops and had the birth control and the condom, like they did everything with the exception of having tubes tied and vasectomies, and even if they did that, and there still happened to be a kid, okay, you guys went through all the stops trying to stop it from happening, As- also aside from not having sex. So... We can allow it to you too. I do not think it should be allowed to the chick that keeps getting her, you know, like shit fucked out of her head every single weekend. And, you know, keeps being like a repeat customer almost every month and like a, like go through nine abortions, get your 10th free kind of bullshit. I don't think it should be available for that kind of people.
0: Do people really do that though?
1: I wouldn't be surprised. There's people that probably go in and out of that place all the time when they have unprotected sex. They don't care, and they're using it as a way to escape responsibilities. Now, let's try to face facts here. Women should have a right to their bodies, but can we also try to agree that children, especially unborn children, also have a right to live? Can there not be a compromise to try to make it as fair and balanced as possible and that is the hardest part on this because you're dealing with two people <clears throat> and you I guess you just have to decide like whose rights comes first the woman's right to her body or the child's right to live and if you look at it through decision-making a lot of the times it was through unprotected consensual sex So, she chose to have sex, which then led to conception, which led to pregnancy. And the baby never even asked to be born. It's just how nature works. So, who, like, whose rights are more fair to adhere to here? Because apparently we can't fully see the both, you know? Yeah. That's what I'd have to say on that.
0: You know, uh, I just want to say this, too, uh, and this is pertaining to the subject we're talking about. I'm not gonna answer yes or no. I'm like you. I'm in between. I yeah. I don't really know if I had the right to even say yes because I I don't I just don't have a good answer. Mm. Yes or no? But all I'm gonna say is this is religious, and if you're not religious. Don't call me an asshole. You know, like, just because I uh, believe in God and stuff, and you don't, oh, wow, you got offended. Oh, my God. Shut the hell up. Anyways, (laughs) that happens a lot, man. Uh, (laughs) But my point is, uh, you remember uh, Moses? Yes. Well, if you go back to the scripture, it talks about... How the uh, Egyptians were actually killing the Hebrew babies. Mm -hmm. Did you know that?
1: Yes, that is... That's actually the origin story of Moses. He was born into the Hebrews, but uh, I think, wasn't it like the Pharaoh had some kind of prophecy that his reign was going to come to an end or something, and it would be at the hand of a Hebrew and his God or something like that. So it was like something like that I'm pretty sure, which led to him having an order to go out and kill I think all of the firstborn children, uh Hebrew children. And uh I think how they had him killed was that they would take them from their parents and throw them into a river to drown. Now Moses' yeah. mother saw this coming and was able to quickly think and got a little basket big enough for little baby Moses, and then pushed her out to pushed him out to the river because he was dead with Actually, her.
0: Actually, anyway. hmm? it wasn't even his mother.
1: Oh, was that like a handmaiden or something?
0: That yeah. Was like, yeah, yeah, okay. And that was because right. God talked to her, which is funny because these these girls didn't believe in God. These were uh, Egyptian women doing it, uh-huh. and uh, he they took the baby, put it into, uh, uh, I think, some type of art to where it could float, you know? Right, like the... And I it like floated the flossing, down, like the and skin. the Pharaoh's wife seen the baby, mm-hmm. and was like, this is a beautiful baby. She knew it was a Hebrew, because obvious reasons, the penis was cut, right. <laughs> and... Uh, that's the story of Moses, right there. In a the nutshell, yeah. you know, like how he survived, and he was in the in and outs with the Egyptians. You know, he's cool with the Egyptians, cool with the Hebrews. I have a question you know. too,
1: because I'm just trying to remember about that. Did the the Pharaoh, um, or the the, uh, the woman that found the Moses's baby, was she like a, kind of an Egyptian princess? Was she like the queen, like the wife to Pharaoh? I'm trying to remember. What her role was Related to Pharaoh I'll be
0: honest I'm pretty sure It's been a while Since I read it So If I'm wrong I'm wrong But I'm pretty sure what Who they were They're just uh, Workers basically For Egypt mm. And Cause... I know That God spoke To the woman And said hey Hey because uh, I'm pretty sure These women Didn't believe in uh, The Hebrew God
1: They believed in
0: what, whatever right know, they the Egyptian in,
1: mythology the multitude of there was like a multitude of gods that resembled they, different things
0: they believed in whatever you know they believed in me I don't know <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but my point is about the abortion thing history repeats itself you know and mm. uh, maybe I'm crazy but I feel like that's the abortion thing since uh, we're kind of obsessed with that as a culture. If it's right or wrong. Well, I don't know. But I do believe it's the end sign, you know. Right. End of the days are coming. I believe, you know, that's kind of part of it. Just because it's kind of re- um, revisiting history right. with the Egyptian. Like, and, and I've always compared mm-hmm. this. Or I, it wasn't me who came up with this, but I believe in this. All right. Just to uh, make myself clear is right. the. Egypt is like the USA in a lot of ways can you see that
1: oh yeah there there's been a lot of people making um equivalent uh, parallels between the United States and civilizations of the past I mean between uh, not usually Egypt but um I've heard some people try to compare it to like Babylon and the way I can see it there was there's a lot of parallels, I believe, between the u s and the Roman Empire and how we are compared
0: happened. to like a bunch of different cultures uh, I've noticed that too, yeah, and these are very strong cities, countries um, but they always fall for some reason mm-hmm. and uh, i I mean i love this country and fuck you if you say you don't but uh i'm not talking about you i know you love this country story but fuck every if you celebrate fourth of july by the way and you say you hate this country fuck you um that's all i'm gonna say
1: (laughs) no other context as to why just fuck you
0: (laughs) yeah fuck you if you don't like this country if you're like Crying about what we did in the past.
1: Okay, so uh, like as far as like some of them saying, I, I can kind, I, I do get and understand where they're coming from, but that's I like more too. more of like a matter of perspective. So try to look at it like this: you can either not celebrate the birth of the nation because you guys were uh, because people uh, like uh, the African American people, the black people, they were not. Freed immediately, which they should have been,
0: but they got their land stolen.
1: Yeah, the natives got their land stolen. The blacks were still enslaved and continued to be. At least and that's all. Yeah, uh, let me. Like, I'm mostly focusing more on the uh, on the black people side of this coin. Um, I mean, for the natives to hate us, they do still have some of their own land and small reservations, but. I gotta say, fair is fair, you know, you can hate that too, but at the same time, when you look at that part, what the U.S. government was doing was really no different than what all of the other Native American tribes were doing, there was a lot of tribal warfare going on. In fact, Thanksgiving, Yep is actually surrounded by that. So most people think that Thanksgiving was a celebration of Native American massacre, and that's somewhat true, but you're leaving out some context. What happened there was is that these pilgrims teamed up and became allies with another Native American tribe, and I think this Native American tribe, they helped them to uh, teach them some tricks on how to grow some crops, and they were very thankful And they were asking if they can help repay the price because they were having troubles with a rival Native American tribe. So both allied the Pilgrims and this Native American tribe launched an ambush on this other one and like completely annihilated them. And the dinner was a celebration of both of their victory over the other Native American tribe and as a signal for their new sign of unity. I mean, in a sense, it's kind of like, say, the United States and Great Britain teamed up to kick Russia's ass, just for an example, and then they celebrated the victory. That's essentially what Thanksgiving was, just on a smaller scale between pilgrims and a Native American tribe versus a rival Native American
0: tribe, and that's how that happened. well my first question about this and I, and I don't want to leave this whole subject about America yet because mm-hmm. I know we've been bouncing subjects to subjects but right. uh, um, about that where did you get the information from and thank you for telling me that
1: the information where, where was my source of that
0: um, I think it might have been
1: the history channel was that like the History Channel do people, or the Wikipedia?
0: I believe what you're saying. Yeah. And what? Why do people make it seem like uh, Christopher Columbus was a drunk asshole that came to rape our women or rape the Native women, uh, Native American women? You know?
1: Yeah. As far as Christopher Columbus goes, I haven't done a whole lot of studying into him. Um. The biggest point that I know about him, though, is that he discovered the route to North America. Uh, he wasn't the first to, actually. Apparently, the Norse Vikings managed to make their way over here, and they made landings somewhere around the U.S.-Canadian border sits today. But post that... I've heard that. Yeah, Christopher Columbus was making trips. and uh, See, the entire time Columbus was making trips over to here... Well, first, he was trying to prove that uh, since they were having a hard time trying to get to India to get spices, and they always had to go around the entire continent of Africa to get to India, he convinced the Spanish king to give him uh, a ship or a couple ships and, like, let us just sail out into the Atlantic and see if we can't come around to the other side, see if it's actually a faster route. And the Spanish king was like, okay the thing is though is that when he found North America he never knew that it was actually the North American continent he thought he was in India the entire time he was making trips back in here and never realized it was a totally different nation every time he came across Native American tribes that's actually where the nickname Indian was put onto them because Christopher Columbus thought that they were Indian people from India he didn't realize he was in a totally different continent uh it was i didn't know that yeah it wasn't until like there was a spanish explorer i cannot remember his name but after doing some exploring and researching he was the one that figured out hey this isn't a new this isn't india this isn't asia this is this is something entirely new And that's the one that actually discovered that this was a new land and not part of the old world as it was called back then. But Um, as far as, like I said, you said the raping, the you know, and that shit like that, there was probably a lot of that going on. Maybe not. I didn't look up the finer details of that. Maybe Christopher Columbus was an asshole. There was a lot of assholes throughout history. Uh, Some even ones that were kind of good but still had their dark sides to them. So... I mean, keep in mind, people are people, we're not so black and white, we're a mixed bag of good and evil, and it just depends on what our choice, the choices we make through our lives, is how we present um, ourselves, that's how I say that, but go
0: ahead. Yeah, I was just wondering about that, that was very interesting about the pilgrims, though, uh, that's that's great information, I'm gonna need to check that out sometime, uh, I, w- I want to say this too, though, uh, before I forget. Mm-hmm. I have a really good friend. He's from Nigeria. Really cool guy. Um, has n- he has love only for this country because he says it was very difficult in his country mm-hmm. in Nigeria. Uh, in this country uh, there you can do a lot more things. You can oh, save yeah. more money. You can uh, you can meet more people. You can do more things. You still have have more fun. For success. <laughs> yeah, and, and and he said that he has no hate. He said. That this is his quote, not mine, but he said that the people that ran the USA uh, are more successful than any other country because everybody else were fighting each other, mm-hmm. you know, they're fighting each other, they're, they're killing divided. people, they're on, uh, killing other tribes, uh, mm-hmm. Trying to take over countries, try to take over cities, um, you know. But the USA said, "No, we're not going to really try to focus on that. We're going to try to grow our country and try to get production. We're going to try to put out jobs. We're going to try to um, attract more people. While, we're going to." But
1: I mean, go ahead and continue. We did That's, for a while. There's that, someone want to add to I think because. that was the whole goal,
0: you know, just to make the country bigger and better. And it succeeded. But unfortunately, we've reached that peak to where it's starting to go downhill. Hey, we're fighting with each other. Hey, there's that group. Hey, there's this group. I hate them. My opinion sucks, I guess, because uh, they got offended.
1: Yeah, I honestly, the way I've been seeing modern United States, it's like... Either under certain administrations, or even just specifically Biden's, and maybe not be entirely 100% his fault, but this has definitely got to be a collective effort. By how many strings I've been seeing being pulled here, that I haven't heard of the nation being this divided since the Civil War. I haven't heard the economy being this really this bad since the Great Depression. I mean, we had some recession issues in 2008, but I think the economic issues we're having now and what we're going to continue to have if they're not addressed properly, it's gonna dwarf the recession in 2008 and we're probably gonna be hitting poverty problems like the Great Depression here pretty soon. And I'm seeing a counterculture that is far more toxic than the ones that were during the 1960s if anything there was a lot of there that was pretty positive i mean for the most part it's a bunch of people that just want to be left alone promote peace and then trip on lsd and marijuana i mean that was mostly about it being against the vietnam war which you know fair enough if it's a war that we shouldn't be a part of then maybe we shouldn't be a part of it (laughs)
0: you know what scares me Matt, What's about that? the future is whenever we are in poverty and like you just said this is like probably the most toxic uh, generation mm-hmm. and just because they're not out uh doing not everybody's doing lots of violent crimes which there, there are but i'm just saying like the numbers um, been going up but yeah <laughs> i'm not saying i'm I'm saying like uh i know like in you know the very old days it was like the clan and Mm -hmm. uh whatever well i believe whenever we get to that poverty point there's gonna be groups out there they're gonna be like well let's go kill that guy you know like i think it's gonna get to that point i hope not but people get their feelings hurt and said oh man i don't have enough uh I don't know. I don't have any chips. I don't have any beer. Oh, man. But Bobby over there has it. I'll just go kill Bobby so I can have his. I think we're we're getting to that point, that selfish level of point, you know? Oh, yeah, because... Oh, yeah, uh, way... I hope not. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm just um, saying, too. you know... But, I mean, I agree
1: with you. I think that's the direction that we seem to be heading towards. And I hope we're both wrong on that but it, it just feels like every nation has its time and then it's collapse at some point it will collapse sometimes it'll last for a very long time and then fall sometimes it'll just be very short and fall and it seems like we're going to be on the shorter end compared to how old of a country we really are we're not even 300 years old yet and i already feel like we're all, uh, we keep seeing to tip it toe across a cavern like a, a cliff we've been on the edge of oblivion so many damn times especially after the creation of atomic weapons and then the cold war arms race and like how many times we were so close to nuclear armageddon and how it's being kicked up again because of putin and his war on ukraine and it, it just keeps feeling like every time we bounce back from the edge we seem to always find ourselves back there again can we try to stay on a nice steady path for growth and positivity and some unity in this country i mean we're so divided but keep in mind we're called the united states as in we're we're united doesn't mean we have to like agree on every single point it just means that the one thing that we do have to agree on is to work together to make a better tomorrow To elect people that push for Common sense laws Things that actually Help the nation instead of people Focusing on their own agenda This is why I have this theory That the reason why the generation of World War II Is called the last great generation Is because I believe that They were the last generation to be selfless Baby boomers and onward Were selfish based Generations and it just Kept getting worse from there So And here we are, a bunch of selfish people that are at each other's throats and I really think that the fall of the United States, it's coming I hope we can bounce back from the edge this time, but like I said you can only, you know (laughs) you can only drunkenly dance on the edge of a cliff so many times before you actually fall down So... You know best case scenario we bounce back and our inevitable country's demise is prolonged for another set of time worst case scenario we collapse in on ourselves and become a completely in a complete state of anarchy think the walking dead minus the walking dead so think like the world of the walking dead trashed everybody's fighting to survive just without the zombies. Hopefully, I thought but... <laughs>
0: about why the Book of Eli. Mm-hmm. You know, if it ever comes to that point, uh, if you ever seen that movie where it's like, it's kind of it's super hard. I would, It's kind of like the cowboy days, but more advanced with no mm-hmm. cowboys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, like a. Yeah. It sounds like too. It reminds me of firefly you ever seen that tv show
0: i haven't seen that no Uh,
1: it's really good you should check it out so the premise of the show is that it's set like many centuries into the future earth is like used up all the resources are gone we had to literally go out and colonize amongst the stars in order for our species to survive which we do when we start terraforming planets to turning them into habitable planets to support human life but uh, there was a coalition of planets that wanted to create like, you know how a lot of conspiracy theorists are always worried about a one world order here on Earth? In the TV show, it was like a group of people trying to make like a one like solar system or one galaxy order (laughs) in a sense, kind of like the Galactic Empire from Star Wars. There was some planets that opposed that, called the Independence, but they lost the war. And it was about this guy who gets a ship trying to find work to survive in a universe controlled by the enemy he fought so hard to defeat. And is more or less like an outlaw. But it's, think of it as, it was like a science fiction space western, is how it was presented. And it was such and very interesting, and surprisingly, that genre mash really worked. Like, Space Cowboys. that's what it was. And despite how crazy that sounds, that was a very entertaining and pretty well done to watch.
0: It sounds kind of like Cowboy Bebop in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, anime.
1: Exactly. Um. It, it's a lot like Cowboy Bebop. Maybe a little bit more emphasis on the Western. I mean, I only watched a few episodes of Cowboy Bebop so far. Uh, checking that series out. But... Uh, To me, like, it seems like a little bit more of a mixture, too, of uh, maybe some, like, 1920s, like, swing culture in a sci-fi type of setting. With Firefly being specifically, like, old Western outlaws mixed with science fiction space is how it is. Still really
0: good. Hey, you know, speaking of, I'm I'm bouncing off what you said anyway. But, uh, this is a theory that I've I've always thought of, you know. And I believe in 2050s, uh, I'm really excited for those times because hopefully whatever we're going through now, it'll be like, oh, well, we'll get through it, whatever. I believe we will. Uh, I hope so. Anyways, but I believe in the 2050s, it's gonna be like repeating history into uh, the 1950s. I think in the 2050s, that's going to be real cool again. And people are going to be kind of like copycatting that. What what do you think about that?
1: Well, hopefully, if we do, we're copycatting the good parts of the 1950s. Uh, Keep in mind, 1950s was...
0: I meant, you like, know. the fashion and the like, music. Yeah, like, fashion
1: and music. Like, or just like, copying it to an extent to where, like, we have... Because, like, as far as fashion, especially fashion went, like, clothing, especially from, like, 30s, 40s, 50s, it was really nice, honestly. But keep in mind the bad parts of the 1950s is that you had heavy segregation Jim Crow laws that was really making life no. difficult for specifically black people and no that's all yeah (laughs) as
0: long as that no i'm not talking about that at all i meant like the good 1950s where you know maybe you you might go to like a gas station might be like hey i want a soda pot and at that time maybe they have some incredible soda in a bottle again where you have to take the bottle cap off or or maybe it's uh maybe it's in a plastic bottle but it looks just like one of those old-school sodas, you know?
1: Or made out of material know. that is able to, like, mimic glass, but happens to be cheaper, yeah, and you it's can't it's kind of like the things,
0: right? uh, from the 1950s to the 2050s, Oh, you're it's really breaking up there. You're breaking up there. You got to
1: repeat that. We're breaking up. Start again. Oh, okay, I'm going to pause this real quick.